0: All right, today I am going to renew my commitment to preach a 40-minute sermon. And so at the 35-minute mark, who is the programming coordinator today? Okay, Jasmine is going to hold up a sign at the 35-minute mark over her head. And when that sign goes up, just you can break out in spontaneous clapping and dancing. Just kidding on the dancing. All right. Just, uh, just give an applause, and that will force me to go ahead and just wrap up the rest of the sermon. And uh, therefore, uh, we will end that about 40 minutes. Uh, as Pastor Marcus already announced earlier, every first Sunday of the month, we do do this thing called the Financial Restoration Fellowship. And this is an offering that we take once a month, and it is our way of applying... The sermon series on finances that I preached back in September—it's really putting our feet to faith and applying everything that we learned about what God says about our money. And one thing that the Word of God tells us is that we need to uphold the rights of the poor. Wherever that is neglected, oftentimes the nation of Israel fa- found, fa- faced judgment when they were neglecting the rights of the widows and the oppressed, and and all, all these, you know. Weak, vulnerable people were being oppressed, and uh, the nation was doing nothing about it. God brought judgment. And so we don't want to be ever found in that kind of pattern or behavior. But we want to walk under the blessing of God. Amen? And so uh, we want to be a community that upholds the rights of the poor in every way. And one way we need to do that is to do it for our own church community. Uh, And so each first Sunday of the month, we take this offering. And so it's a separate offering from the tithes and offerings. And it goes toward a fund that uh, members of our church community can apply for in their times of financial crisis. All right. The word of God does say in Proverbs nineteen seventeen, he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward him for what he has done. Okay. So we really want to learn and understand that whenever we give to the poor, you know, that's like lending to the Lord. You know, how many of you guys know that God, he never defaults on a payment, all right? You might default on your mortgage, you might pay your cell phone late, but God, he's never late on a payment, all right? You lend to him, he will make sure he pays you back, and it says here, uh, he will reward him for what he has done, all right? So everything, God's heart is to really defend and take care of the poor. You reflect that heart, and God will make sure that you are blessed. All right, so let's keep those things in mind. Prepare your financial restoration fellowship offering for next Sunday, all right? And if you're a guest, a visitor, and you're interested in joining membership with our church, we would encourage you also to participate in that, all right? Because this is not a New Philly thing. This is a Bible thing. You know what I mean? All right. All right. As Before I go on with my message, I also want to say that I'm currently on a 21-day media fast, so I'm staying away from Facebook, Twitter, movies, videos, idle internet surfing, etc. It's not that these things are evil. It's simply that I've kind of allowed these things passively to compete and distract me from my love for Jesus. And so being disconnected from social media is a small price to pay to be better connected to Jesus. Amen. You know, sometimes the first thing we do when we wake up is we take this thing and we just start looking through it and checking our Facebook. You know, ain't nothing changed on your wall. Nobody. You're not that popular, right? You know, that's us, right? Every day, you know, we're checking, you know, social media, Twitter, everything, you know. Sometimes, you know, we need to kind of, uh, take a step back and form better habits and then reintroduce those things into our lives. So that's kind of like where I'm at. So I also want to take a few weeks of the uh, beginning of the year to just really focus on what the Lord is saying for our church, you know? And so uh, thus far, I can say it's already brought a lot of clarity, uh, just doing it for a few days now, okay? And so if I'm off Facebook, it's not that I'm ignoring you, all right? Um, it's not that I reply to all your messages anyway, right? <laughs> uh you know, and uh, yeah, it's just because I'm doing this fast. All right. But it's, it's going to be a blessing to all of you. Turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and we'll go on with my message. 2 Corinthians is a letter in the New Testament. It's after the four Gospels, Acts, Romans, and then you have First and Second Corinthians. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8, and then I'm going to read from 13 through 17 after I read verse 8. Now read along here with me. For even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up, not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. Now go on down to verse 13. But we will not boast beyond limits, but will boast only with regard to the area of influence God assigned to us to reach even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. We were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labor of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence Among you may be greatly enlarged so that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you without boasting of work already done in another area's influence. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. All right. So if you look at the passage today, it talks about here in verse 8 Even if I boast a little too much of our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for destroying you, I will not be ashamed. You know, New Philly, we have to realize that God has given a tr- our church community and our church leadership, God's given us authority to impact not only the lives of people that come through the doors of our church, but also God's given us authority to build up the wider body of Christ. And in many ways, we're already doing that. You know, um, you know, some of my messages have been downloaded over 5,000 times, you know, like one message. I, I, I got to check that again. Is it 2,000 or 5,000? Anyway, <laughs> it was in the thousands, all right? <laughs> Pastor Benjamin, one of his messages was downloaded over 5,000 times. But anyway, uh, people are definitely listening in to our podcasts, and they're listening in regularly. And that's where even a lot of our applicants for the Sonship from Afar covenant is coming from. People who've never even visited New Philly, when they listen to our messages, something awakens inside of them. They start applying that message into their lives, and they don't just see a little fruit. They see mighty breakthrough. They see healing and deliverance. They see supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. You know? And that really shows us that God has given us authority not only to have local influence, but to have a wider influence, to build up the wider body of Christ. Now, we don't ever have to make apologies for this because this is not by accident. This is not an oops thing. This is a God thing. It's God who has given us this authority. And so the Apostle Paul here recognizes the authority he has on his ministry. And he says that even if I boast a little too much of our authority, I will not be ashamed We have an authority to be a blessing to the wider body of Christ. And we don't have to be ashamed of that. You know, there's a lot, and this is not abnormal. There's a lot of churches that already are a blessing to the wider body of Christ. Uh, Hillsong has a wonderful praise and worship ministry, out of which we sing many of their songs, and we're blessed, aren't we? You know, we don't. We don't sing the songs of some Korean Presbyterian church in uh, the middle of, you know, L.A. or Philadelphia. You know, we're singing the songs from this church in Australia. You know, who knew that Australia would have such an powerful music worship influence all over the world? But, you know, people sing Hillsong songs in all kinds of languages. You know, and they're a blessing. They have the authority and they're not ashamed of that authority to be a blessing to the water body of Christ. There's many other churches that have this type of influence. And what I'm saying is, I know we're small. I know, I know we're small. We're not big yet. But even though, despite our size, God has given us this authority to build up the wider body of Christ. And that's already happening. And we need not be ashamed of that. If you go down to verse 13, Paul also here, he talks about uh, how we will not boast beyond limits. We are not overextending ourselves. And look at verse 15. We do not boast beyond limit in the labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. Why? So that we can just have a bigger ministry? No. So that we may preach the gospel in lands beyond you. So that we may preach the gospel in Kazakhstan. So that we can preach the gospel in Saudi Arabia. We, can, we want, as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. So that the gospel may be preached all over the world. That's Paul's message. Now, as the leaders of this house, we minister to this congregation to you guys. You guys, your faith has been increasing. Now, I know this year, you feel the one. Numerically, you guys haven't grown that much. But you know, hillside, you know, we we haven't grown that much either. And Seaside, they just started, so you know. But uh numerically, we haven't grown. But make no mistake about it. The faith of the people who, who come out, it has increased by a lot, exponentially. You know, some of these people sitting right here, I look at them and I'm like, man, your faith has increased a lot. <laughs> like Ryan Duker, man. I, I always pick on Ryan Duker. But no, Ryan Duker has an amazing testimony. There's a man, he didn't, he didn't even know where, you know, he didn't even know, you know, between the difference between Old Testament and New Testament. Like, you know, Look up 1 Corinthians and, you know, he didn't know where to look in the Bible. I don't know. Was that you? Okay, that wasn't you. Hey, Ryan Duker has had a very powerful transformation. But not only transformation. Transformation is just the beginning. You know, too many Christians and too many ministries, they celebrate the transformation and they just stay there. God's not about just the transformation. Transformation is just the start. That's about the growth, maturity. Apostle Paul says in first uh, Colossians chapter 1, "To this end I labor with all my energy that I may present you perfect in Christ, that I may present you as mature." You know? The, uh, Christianity is not about just transformation. It's about maturity. It's about reflecting the image of Christ. It's about oneness with God. How did I get into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your faith has been increasing. <laughs> now, as the uh, as your faith has been increasing, God is also greatly enlarging our area of influence. That's what I'm going to talk about today. How God is greatly influencing our area of influence, um, and this is all for the purpose of the gospel, continuing to go out to the nations. Uh, so today, I wanted to present to you. Our church's church plant plans. Our next church plant plans. God has given us authority to plant churches and build up the body of Christ. And we don't got to be ashamed of this. And so I'm going to talk today, talk to you guys today about. About our next church plant plans, because God is enlarging our area of influence now this is not a bad thing this is not a bad thing you know the prayer of job for those who read that book you know, there's this there's this very obscure passage in the old testament where it's just like a couple verses or even just one verse like it's very obscure but there's this guy jabez and he's born and his prayer is god oh that you will bless me and enlarge my territory that you will keep me from pain and something else. What's the last line? I forget. Anyway, the gist of it is, Lord, bless me and enlarge my territory. And this is not a negative ambition. This is not a negative thing to pray for. We ought to be praying, God, bless me and enlarge my territory. If you're praying, God, don't bless me. Let me maintain my territory. That is the heart of the wicked and lazy servant in the parable of the talents. Lord, let me bury my talent. Let me bury my college degree. Let me bury all of the word of God that's being preached to me in a language, by the way, in which we enjoy the most translations of the Bible. You guys are educated in English. That's a powerful language to know. The entire world wants to learn English right now. You know, the entire nation of Korea is trying to learn English right now. It's powerful. Why? It's a language that commands attention. It's a language by the way people do business and media. But it's also the word of God is translated in English more than any other language. For you to bury these opportunities, bury these gifts, that's a wicked thing to do. Your prayer ought to be, Lord, bless me, enlarge my territory. And so this is a good prayer. Now, once you pray that prayer you got to let the Holy Spirit lead you to show you where he is enlarging your territory. You can't just like, you know, out of your own preferences, just choose. Well, I want to enlarge my territory here. So, Lord, um, arts. I know I'm not that good in the arts, but Lord, enlarge my territory in the arts. No, God's got to assign that to you. Every area of influence that we receive and we do well in, those things are assigned by God. And so even for our church, we have an area of influence it is to reach the expat community and people who speak English very well in the city. And to do it in Itanwon, and to do it down in Shilim. and then to, we also do it with our college ministry at Yonsei University, and at uh, Seoul National University, and Ede, you know, and some of the other universities that come out. You know? You know, we... Oh, my mind just went blank. What was that? Oh, snap. <laughs> Somebody throwing voodoo magic at me or something like that? My mind just went blank. I was like, whoo, what, what was that? Anyway, I was talking about Emmaus. Look, God has given us, um, oh, okay. God assigns the area of influence. It's not, we don't determine it. God determines it. We find out what it is, and then we go out and then we obey. Okay? And so God has revealed to us how he is enlarging our area of influence at this hour. So I'm going to share about that today. In April of 2009, a year after I took over as the lead pastor, we established the identity of our English ministry as New Philadelphia Church. A year later, we sent out a team of 10 leaders to plant a church in a neighborhood of Seoul called Itaewon. That's you guys. All right. We have about 90 people, 100 people in here right now. But when we started, it was just about 10 leaders and 10 newcomers. 15, no, actually it was, uh, John Michael always corrects me. It's like 20 newcomers, 25 newcomers. You're always a little over 30, right? That was, I was oh, always around 40. Okay, thank you. Anyway. anyway, we met in King Bar up on Hooker Hill. Because we believe light belongs in the darkness. We don't got to be all afraid. Oh, if they touch us, we're going to be unclean. No. They should be afraid of us. If we touch them, they're gonna, their lives are going to get healed and transformed. That's the whole gospel message. In the Old Testament, if you saw a leper, you're supposed to go the other way. But Jesus did the exact opposite of that because he was bringing a revelation of God under the new covenant. And under the new covenant, you touch the unclean person, they get clean and healed. That continues with us today. Anyway, we, so we went into King Bar. We, we planted the church. And the church has continued to grow since then. And two years after Itaewon Church plant, this past April, we planted our next church plant down in Pusan. And so we have three campuses right now. Uh, This year, we also uh, opened up a new chapter at Seoul National University for our college ministry called Emmaus. And Emmaus, man, they've been blowing up. I mean, we got more students going to Emmaus than we have on Itaewon Church service sometimes. Let's just face the music, right? And they had like over 80 kids on some of these services. It's Crazy. And uh, despite all this growth, we're still not a big church. We're, you know, a fairly small, medium-sized church. But we are a powerful remnant. We are small, but we are powerful. We're a mighty army. We're an army of mighty warriors. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Kingdom of God is like yeast. You just need a little. You just need a little, but it worked through the whole dough. You just need a a strong, powerful remnant, and we will influence the city. Now, beginning with 2013, we are going to start taking steps for our next church plant. And this time, we're going to go international. So uh, we will be going to, it will not be, it will not be Manila. I know we have a big heart for Manila, Tokyo, New Delhi, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur. These are some of the major Asian cities that we have on our hearts. And if if we find out that the Lord Lord gives us a green light, this is your assigned area of influence. Go for it. We're going to go. We believe Pyongyang is also really heavily on our hearts. An English ministry in Pyongyang. You might think we're crazy, but wait till you visit Pyongyang, New Philly, Pyongyang, whatever we end up calling it. It's going to be powerful, man. You're going to be coming in. Oh, I remember Pastor Christian preaching about this. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. We're worshiping in North Korea in English. That's right. That's right. That's, that's the vision God's put in our hearts. And so we have a certainty about that. So we're trusting the Lord for the timing. Uh, but uh, all those cities uh, are not where we're going to go next. The next church plants we're going to do are going to be in two cities. And they are going to be in Sydney and Melbourne in Australia. Okay. And so just listen up because there's a story behind this. All right. And so uh, check this out, right? I mean, I believe that God's given me an authority and a gifting to plant churches. If I don't do it, I'm going to be in big trouble when I appear before God. You know what I mean? And I want to be a faithful. I want to be found faithful. And, uh, and so I'm always praying about, Lord, where, where are we going to go next? Where do you want us to go? It's, it costs us money. It costs us people. And it does cost us, we don't lose them, but you know, it costs us money and we have to kind of give up our best people and send them out somewhere. Um, but God has always blessed us whenever we've taken these steps. Actually, whenever we've done a church plan, our attendance has grown up like, instantly. It's weird. Like, we thought the Sunday we sent the 10 E101 church plan team members out that our attendance would drop by 10. But no, it like increased by like 10 or 20. It's weird. And even Seaside this year, when we sent out the Seaside team, we thought the attendance would naturally go down. No, it increased by like 40 or 50 across our two campuses here in Seoul. So God's always honored that. And I believe God's going to continue to do that. So as I've been praying, earlier this year, I felt the Lord saying to me that he wanted us to plant a church in Melbourne. And so I shared it with Pastor Aaron, and we began praying into it. And I said this at Hillside. To be perfectly honest, before I got this impression, I had no serious ambition to open up a church plan in australia i 'm focused on Asia, you know what I mean, but I could not shake it off I, I I knew that the Lord was saying something, so I continued to bring it before him and the more I thought about it, the more and more I got excited. so in April fourth, two thousand and twelve, the core leaders of New Philly, we had a meeting. And I presented this revelation about perhaps doing our our next church plant in Melbourne. I also shared that I feel God is calling New Philly to help give leadership to what God is stirring up in Australia. And the core leaders, we felt really good uh, about it, and we began praying into it. And the more we prayed in those coming weeks, the more I was convinced that it was not just for Melbourne, but it was also for Sydney. Seven weeks later, May 24th, I got an email from Pastor John Ree of FLM inviting me to come and speak at a conference in Sydney. And so this kind of came out of the blue. I wasn't uh, particularly expecting it. And what had happened was I actually had bumped into Pastor Ray and Pastor John. They, uh, pastor Ray is the next succeeding pastor at Sydney Full Gospel Church. And then Pastor John is the EM pastor there. Anyway, I bumped into them at LAX of all places. And I have this thing called global entry. So instead of waiting in line, the long passport lines, I just go through this electronic thing. I just put my fingerprint, I scan my document, and it's like 30 seconds, I'm done. Now the only problem is they got to hurry up and bring my luggage out sooner. you know. But anyway, Pastor Aaron was uh, impatiently waiting in line because she doesn't have global entry yet. And so I'm going through Globe Entry, and I, and I was like, hey, suckers. You know, looking at everybody waiting in line. But I looked at one of the suckers closest. It was Pastor Ray. It was Pastor Ray who was standing in line with Pastor John. And so I was like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And then, you know, we got to hug, and then we set up an appointment, and we had lunch in L.A. And he had mentioned uh, he, that he liked me enough to invite me again, you know. Which many pastors do not do. So you know, I'm really appreciative of Pastor Ray because he, you know, he liked me enough to invite me again. Anyway, I forgot about that entire thing. But May 24th comes around, they actually email me and they say we want you to come and speak at our uh, winter conference for them. July is winter, uh, and so I felt like this open door to preach was confirmation number one. Here was a great opportunity for us to go to Australia, Pastor Aaron and myself, to go and then to present. This vision of a church plant and then to get the feedback of the local pastors there just to kind of honor them and to really hear what they have to say. If they say like, "Nah, we don't need another EM here. We don't feel like a second gen EM will work here. You know, then we will take that into consideration. You know, and so here was a uh, really uh, open door for us to go find that out. A couple of months after that, July 13th, Pastor Aaron and I were in New York City about to officiate a very important wedding. And the day before Brian and Jane's wedding, Pastor Brian and Jane's wedding, we Aaron and I had lunch with my old college mentor, Brother Michael. All right, This man has a powerful gift of prophecy. It's very precise. He and his wife, they both have the gift of prophecy. And so we're just eating um, buffet, and out of the blue... Brother Michael's wife Lori, she prophesies, you will be planning a church in Australia and all over the world. <clears throat> and so I had to put down my General South chicken, man. I couldn't I looked up and, and I was like, I was like just looking at her and she was just like, "Yeah, you're going to plan a church in Australia." And she said some other things about Australia, but I'm not going to share those things. But she said a real nice and clear. And so for us, that was a second confirmation. It was a direct confirmation because we didn't tell her anything about our church plant plans. Two weeks after that, Aaron and I were in Australia in Sydney to speak at the FLM conference. And so we met up with pastors Joshua and Bernie. They are local EM pastors there that we've done ministry with in the past. And we share with them our vision of doing a New Philly church plant in Australia. And surprisingly, they were both very supportive. There was no apprehension. They were actually quite excited about it. And they said that uh, what Sydney needs is a good second-generation church for so many people that have walked away from church. You know, New Philly will really fit and, and bring in those people that have kind of given up on the traditional Korean churches with EMs. So they really felt like this was uh, something that would be good. And then the next day, we also shared with Pastor Ray of Sydney Full Gospel and the pastors of FLM. And then the next week, we also shared with Pastor Robin in Melbourne. And all of them, uh, they gave their support. And they also shared any insight they had uh, about us moving forward. And so this is really a huge confirmation for us. Because we, we, we wanted them to be raw. We wanted them to be honest. And you know something? Australian people, they don't, Aussies do not have a problem being raw and honest. <laughs> so I knew that they weren't like faking or trying to cover it up. You know, they were really giving us their sincere blessing. And even um, privately, you know, people were taking us aside and saying, you know, we really feel like you guys should do this. So after we came back from Australia, um, uh, I got to share with Pastor Benjamin and Sonny. They also got an immediate witness and they're very excited about it. Uh, I share with the KM. And Pastor Huang, and those, thus far, they did not give me a red light. So that's, a, that's, that's their blessing right there, all right? <laughs> and I also got to share with Pastor Jin this previous week, and he got really excited about it. He's the new succeeding pastor at, at our mother church. And so he was very supportive and just like, wow. Like, he was just like, yeah, like, you know, like. And so I was like, all right, we'll do it. Um, another cool thing was, actually, on the, on the morning of the lunch we have with Pastor Joshua and Bernie on July 26th. That's actually our four-year wedding anniversary. And because I had to speak in the evening, the only time we could celebrate was in the morning. So we had breakfast at the Armory Wharf Cafe, and Aaron and I discussed the church plant plans. And we discussed not only that we should do it, but we also discussed how we should go about it. And we really felt like it was important that We didn't come off to these pastors and say, we're going to do it. You know, you better get with it or get run over or something like that. But it was important that we come with an attitude of honoring. You know, you guys have already labored here in the city. And we want to honor your leadership by asking for your honest feedback and asking for your blessing. You know, and so we try to really communicate that heart and that attitude. And that all came out of our discussion that morning for our wedding anniversary. And that, actually, that afternoon, uh, we ended up sharing with the Australian ministry team that we were traveling with from New Philly. And as I shared, I got this revelation that on the four-year anniversary of our marriage, on my fourth visit to Australia, God was speaking to us about our fourth church plant. So uh, that was pretty cool, too. So, New Philly, we are going to move forward. And open up church plants in Sydney and Melbourne. And we feel like God has spoken and clearly confirmed it. And we feel like we're at a point now, if we were not to do it, it would be disobedience. And so um, we're going to be in prayer. And when we go into these cities, we want to go in with a servant's heart. You know, we don't want to go in with guns blazing like, you know, what are you doing? You know, let us show you how to do it. You know, we're going to go in with a servant's heart and seek to be a blessing and a resource to, to the local churches that are already there and to continue to nurture uh, the relationships we have with the leadership there. You know? yeah. So uh, beginning with this new year, we're going to start looking for a team of key leaders. It may be 10 people, it may be less, it may be more. Who knows? But we're going to ask people to commit two years to help plant our new Philly church plants in Australia. Uh, And we plan to send this church plant team to Sydney in the beginning of 2014. And then hopefully to launch our public service in April of 2014. In the meantime, throughout 2013, we're going to be connecting with key leaders that are already there. And for those who want to uh, join in and help to build our church plant. Uh, we're going to empower them to lead community groups. And so they're going to be meeting with whoever uh, is interested and whoever uh, wants to join our church plant and to help out. And they're going to do these community groups. And sometime in 2013, Pastor Aaron and I, uh, we're going to go down to Australia and do a retreat with everybody who's been coming out. Okay, And in the future, we also want to open up doors for our lineage to go and minister in Australia, including Pastor Benjamin and Sonny. I just feel like that's like, that's like my responsibility is to open up the doors for Pastor Benjamin and Sonny to go and also minister in Australia. And I believe Australia is going to be powerfully blessed just as we have been blessed when they do that. And so all this is very exciting. Uh, I think already at Hillside, there's a couple people, man. They were like, supernatural signs of ones and some people were shaking, crying, you know, like, there weren't that many. Actually, there was just one. <laughs> I won't name who that was. <laughs> but, uh, even as I share this, there might be people in here. Some of you are getting really stirred up and excited. You know, you feel like, man, I want to be a part of that. And that, that may actually be the Lord prompting you and giving you hints about your future involvement with this. Uh, but, you know, we don't want you to go, go at it on a whim. You know, we want to make sure that you're committed. You get confirmation. Our leaders should be able to verify whether you, you, you are called to do it or not. And then we'll send you forth. We'll equip you and we'll send you forth. And it's going to be powerful. It's going to be powerful. You know why? Because every time I've gone to minister down in Australia, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I mean, look, there's a lot of different ethnicities in Australia, just like America, right? So I can't speak on behalf of all the ethnicities that are down in Australia. But I can speak on behalf of the Korean Aussies. And the young 1.5 and 2nd gen young people who grew up in church, most of them have walked away from church now. Whenever I minister down there, man, Holy Spirit shows up powerfully. I mean, they get wrecked. Their lives get transformed. And then they, they take the teachings and then they multiply it. And they share it with their friends. And man, it's powerful. The, the Korean young second-gen community of believers in Australia, it's like a sleeping giant. It's like a sleeping giant. And once these covenant communities start rising up, oh, it's game over. It's game over. Let me tell you something right now. Uh, Sorry, I hate that. Why do I use that phrase all the time? Where did I get that? Let me tell you something. Um, You know, 10, 20 years from now, the face of leadership for Christianity is going to have a lot of Asian faces whether you like it or not. And even the non-Asian faces, some of them are going to be living in Korea. You know what I mean? Like God, what God is doing, he's, he's really the wave of revival is hitting, is, is hitting Asia. I mean, if you saw the 1040 movie, you saw Furious Love. If you see any of these documentaries about Christianity in Asia right now, it's blowing up. You go to the number one Muslim nation in the world, Indonesia, and Indonesia hosts crusades of hundreds and thousands of young people. And these uh, Chinese uh, leaders and Indonesian leaders are trying to give leadership to it. But I'm telling you something right now. God's also raising up leaders from the Korean community churches. Whether they're the Korean churches or the, for the, or the English-speaking churches. And they are charged to give leadership over this huge spiritual movement that's sweeping across Asia. And whether you have an Asian face or not, if you're part of New Philly, we're going to be right, right in the middle of it. We're going to be right in the middle of it. And this is, this is very exciting. Um, God's going to raise up a powerful army in Australia. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to move forward. And something new also for 2013, we're going to open up a new chapter of our college ministry, Emmaus, at Korea University. So it's going to be our third campus. And we also hope to um, build a more formal youth ministry in 2013. So, anyone uh, in their teens still? Anyone 19 and under? You're in here. All right, come on. Our Peter, raise that hand, nice and high. Come on, don't be ashamed. All right, so we, we got we got about six teenagers in here, and uh, I wanted to call our youth ministry like DDT or something like that, like something something teens. But if you don't like it, we won't go with it. Anyway, uh, we wanna. We feel like there's a need to. Uh, Help to reach the English-speaking youth of the city, and through them also uh, really re- uh, renewing the youth ministries in many Korean churches across the country. And did we did we already hit 35 minutes. Jasmine, oh, did you raise it up? Oh, you raised it up. Oh, okay. No, you gotta raise it up at five. And they're supposed to clap. All right. Okay. Yeah. So next week, I'm going to uh, be doing an executive summary of 2012. Hopefully, I'll be able to present like what we went through in 2012, and then I'm going to be sharing the theme of 2013. It's going to be real exciting. Theme of 2013. It's been very. It's been confirmed by the staff already. They already know what it is. So I will unpack what we feel like for our church community is the theme for the next year. Um, very, very, very exciting. So New Philly. God is enlarging our area of influence at this time because your faith is increasing. God is enlarging our area of influence, and it's not determined by man. God has assigned it to us, and we feel like right now Australia is an assignment from God for our church community, and we want to go and be a blessing to that nation. So uh, close your eyes. The will come up, close with the last song.